Welcome to Steve's Cottage with Steve Horner. Steve Horner, a former radio talk show host, helps spotlight the source of today's social chaos while offering practical solutions to the problems negatively affecting you and your family. And now, here's Steve. That was funny. I was picking my nose and I said, are we going on? Sean goes, yeah, we're on now. Okay, here we are. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and if I don't see you later, good night. Because wherever you are, it's going to be a different time zone and different uh, part of the day and a uh, different part of your life. And I'm Steve Horner, and this is my uh, this is my podcast show that... Uh, it's called Steve's Cottage, and you won't hear a show like this anywhere else because I don't have sponsors, and that's by design. So I'm able to say what I want to say, and, and having been a former uh, small, medium, and big-time market uh, talk show host and sometime radio disc jockey, because I started back in 1973, uh, I'm mostly adhering to FCC rules. So that keeps it classy, because anybody on the podcast can come in and say, F you, yeah, 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 yeah. That's infantile. So we try to keep it uh, as an adult show here, and uh, I think that's what you like about it. Now you're saying, Steve's wearing his captain hat again. Uh, well, I am. I am. Last time I wore this, I had just come off the Carnival Cruise last fall, and uh, I, I won the big dance contest by myself on the center stage, just as we're kicking out from uh, Long Beach, thousands of people around on the screen and uh, big hip hop music and I'm just rocking. Hey, this is great, what's your name? I said, I'm Captain Steve. From the whole time on, everybody knew me as Captain Steve. It was good for, it was good for meeting babes, let me tell you that. <laughs> well, so anyhow, uh, today, however, I'm wearing it uh, to signify that I am the captain of my ship, as you should be. As you go, so does your ship. As your ship is directed, so you go and your family and your community. There's an iceberg up ahead. You take proactive uh, measures to steer clear of it well in advance. And you stay up on the bow or in the captain's bow, uh, in, in, this, in the captain's de deck where uh, you, you can get a good view uh, and understanding of the waters around you. Well, this is the first day of summer. And, uh, you know, I, I had to look up the word solstice. I, I, I know it's the longest uh, day of the year, but it's where the sun is closest to the uh, uh, to the uh, to the um, so is is at the furthest point north, and uh, in the winter on the twenty first of December it's at the furthest point south. But it's the uh, longest day of the year, and uh, and enjoy it because as of tomorrow, which is the full day of the first uh, day of summer the days start getting shorter already. So I always tell friends, start start enjoying the longer days back in March because before you know it, it's June 21st and it's on the downslide, which I don't mind. I like adapting to the different times. Get into September and October and, hell, I can start my happy hour at 4.30. <laughs> so you know, there's always benefits to a different uh to a, to, a, to a different time when uh, where, where the sun is located. And then we just uh, finished up on Juneteenth. Yesterday, I called a lot of black groups around the country 
a lot of black radio stations. And I kind of scolded them for uh, embracing this uh, idiot name called Juneteenth. Well, I mean, you know, what it represents is illiteracy. So, I mean, the Emancipation, Emancipation Proclamation is uh, passed, uh, you know, several years before this, uh, this uh, cotton-picking woman in um, um, Galveston, Texas, is told, Hey, the war's over and uh, we don't have any slavery anymore. Oh, boy, that's great. What day is it? Let me remember that way date. Uh, June, June 17th. No, that was uh, two days ago. Uh, June 18th. No, that was the other day. Okay, did today is uh, June uh, uh, Juneteenth. Juneteenth. What the hell did that mean? And that's what they say now. They represent. They don't want to be disrespected. They want to be known for equality, equal rights, intelligence, hard work. But they celebrate a day called Juneteenth. It's like having a day in America called Al Capone Day to represent honesty and charity to all. It's just hypocritical. It doesn't make sense. Well, they would end up hanging up on me yesterday. Uh, each one, angry, with a few bitter words. So I called a few more, called some of those back. I said, fine. This is how I will get to know you. You are an illiterate culture, and, uh, and, and, and instead of naming your holiday where you uh, gained freedom, instead of calling it Freedom Day or Whoopie Day or something, Juneteenth. So that's fine. It stands for illiteracy, and that's how your culture is operating these days. Just look at the stats, look at the crime, look at the jail, jail sales, Look at the uh, look at the uh, bankruptcies and uh, look at the failures. And you don't need to be that way because we were all created equal. It's it's cleanup time, ladies and gentlemen. Now on this program, I do have a segment called uh, Cleanup Time, and I want to tell you about. Remember that LDS church where I was bicycling, and that big Hispanic guy. He was angry at me. He and his Hispanic girlfriend because they were going to dump off trash at the uh, private dumpster of the Mormon LDS church. And, uh, and so he said, okay, screw you. So he drove off, but I was bicycling around. Then he aimed his uh, truck right at me, and then I had to kind of hit the curb a little bit. And I knew he wasn't going to hit me. I thought he wasn't going to hit me. But you see, that's the arrogance and vindictiveness that these people have been inculcated with. Angry at guys like me, white guys, who represent authority. And that's what Donald Trump is being faced with. He's the alpha male white guy who represents authority. And these kids growing up with single-parent moms and these immigrants, they don't like it. They don't like the rules because, of, because they feel that they don't benefit them. Which, in fact, a long time, that it really does. you got to be up on the bow of the ship to understand where the ship is directed to understand the, the, the long-term program. But they don't. They don't want to. They just want to go uh, uh, in, in their idiot direction. Juneteenth. Juneteenth. Okay, we get a free day. We get paid. Well, they don't get paid because they ain't working. Well, enough of that. So, so, so they've been inculcated with this arrogance and vindictiveness same as a lot of women these days 
I don't have to listen to you, bub. I can go out and spend all the money I want to. I don't have to listen to you at all. This credit card's part mine, too, you know. And so they go off and they go bankrupt and, and they spend more money than they make and, and things get angry. And that is why domestic abuse is rising. It's the arrogance and vindictiveness that the Hispanic showed me in the parking lot that the women have been uh, saddled with as well. And that's why domestic abuse is rising. Now, I personally have never hit a woman because I was raised by sound up, upright Christian mom, a mom and dad. And went to, uh, went to a school, went to schools that, uh, that, 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 that taught me uh, Christian values. But that doesn't happen anymore. So when you got a woman raised in hell with her arrogance and vindictiveness at home by being silly and being insane and just being a C-U-N-T, which means can't understand normal thinking, C period, U period, N period, T period. That's right. Women have their periods. But we men, we have our exclamation points. And it's time we start using them, men. Because the world is not doing any good without us. We've been tight-lipped for too long. So that's how the, uh, that's, that's how the program works. That's, and, and, and people say, well, you know, and so, and so these men who beat them, well, they come from single-parent families, too. So they, don't, they, they haven't been taught the proper rules of discipline and responsibility. And so all of that is the uh, formula of sappiness— you know, this is, this is part two of the, the sappy American. How can we expect adherence to rules? When we, uh, when we stray from the uh, age-old time-tested formula of excellence, it doesn't make sense. It's, and, and that's what I told you last week. It's, a, it's an easy formula to understand. And the basic premise of it is failure plus failure equals, there you go. And, 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 and as we try to keep cleaning up the mess, we just shouldn't have let the mess happen in the first place. That's called preventive maintenance. That's, that's using your captain's hat. That's staying on the bow, watching for trouble. Being proactive. That's man-styled life operations. Being proactive, pragmatic. Women don't have that. Women have the sentimentalism. Oh, you poor thing. You deserve to come into this country for free. Men say, no, you've got to earn it. And then you've got to abide by the rules. While the rest of sappy America stands by idly, going, what happened? <laughs> my wife is gone. What happened? I'm bankrupt. What happened? My kid's in jail. What happened? My kid died of fentanyl. What happened? Good almighty. See, I was listening to Sean Han Hannity the other day coming to the library, <clears throat> and I respect Sean, big international show, and, you know, he does well and everything else, and but he's he's an entertainer and and he's talking about the uh, the alleged criminality of the Biden family and 
and uh, the Hillary Clinton people versus uh, the alleged uh, criminality of Donald Trump. And uh, he is saying, and I agree, we're certainly witnessing a two-tiered justice system here. Truly, that's, I, I have experienced it in my own life. Maybe you have too. And, you know, I've got to give, uh, I've got to understand the uh, nature of what a lot of black people are angry about too because they have also experienced it. During all through the Jim Crow period, all the way up into the 70s and 80s. And, you know, I think a lot of the judges began be- to, to understand a little more of, the, of, 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 of their trappings and uh, began to be a little less uh, biased and so on and so forth. So th- this is not a new story, but it should be the end of an old story. Because truly, it is a two-tiered justice system. You just take a look at how Clinton was treated and Biden and, and uh, versus Donald Trump. And, uh, you know, as, as they skate on certain alleged crimes and uh, Trump gets nailed to a cross. Now, how does this happen? Well, that's what you won't hear on the Hannity Show <clears throat> or any other sponsored uh, uh, media program. What we're talking about here is that it's newly empowered women who are in places of public policymaking, 80% of whom vote liberal. And then you have the liberal Jew press, which sides with anything liberal. They're deathly opposed to anything resembling conservative authority. Now picture this. I'll give you an example of how I was uh, trapped into this, and it's something that I've spoken about earlier on this on this show. So you're so so you're at a place of public accommodation, you know, where everybody's expected to be treated fairly. If you don't, you break the rule. Everybody is a protected class. Okay, that's what they call it legally. You're a protected class. I, as a white guy, I'm a part of a protected class. Okay. You as a black person, protected class. Woman, protected class. Alphabet people, protected class. Handicap, protected class. So you're sitting in this bar and you're having a brewski at this place of public accommodation. And in through the door comes this lesbian, Jewish, black, female, in a wheelchair. And the bartender looks over at this person wheeling herself in, and he says, wait a minute, what is this, some kind of a joke? <laughs> Actually, what he says is, that's kind of funny, isn't it? What is this, some kind of a joke? Actually, he says, out, out. Your kind is not, is not welcome here. You, your kind is not welcome here. If you do want to stay, you will, will have to pay a surcharge. You'll have to pay more to be here. Do you think this person would have a hard time finding a civil rights lawyer to sue the hell out of this place of public accommodation? You think? Of course. They'd have no problem. But I, as a white guy said, wait a minute, what are you charging me 
$100 for to get into this pool party at the MGM pool at, uh, at Hackasan, run by Hackasan in Las Vegas, where the women are getting in free. Dude, that's just the way it works here. I know it's unfair, but hell it, hell it, of course it's unfair. I'm the military Purple Heart guy. I'm the guy with the 801 Beacon score. I'm the one who wrote the, the books. You wrote books? Yes, yeah. stevehornerbooks.com. Yeah. <laughs> well, tough crap, stevehornerbooks.com. Take it to court. So I did. This time I took it to federal court. I got a revengeful Mexican woman who said, you know, this is after the motions were exchanged with the black attorney general Aaron Ford's office up in uh, uh, Reno. No, Carson City. And then we were all ready, ready to have a, a, a trial and the judge dismissed it. You know, uh, Silva, Crystal Silva, Chris, I, I was going to write it down. I should have. Uh, Silva, Mexican woman. She said, well, Mr. Horner, today is Tuesday. You think it's Wednesday? No, you lose. But actually what she did say is that, no, th this is a repeat performance, Mr. Horner. You've already done, we've already tried this. I said, no. That was a different case, different, different, uh, uh, different people involved, different defend defendants, and a different court. That was justice court. This is federal court, and the, and, and the uh, defendant were totally different uh, people. This is the Nevada Equal Rights Commission people. Yeah, well, too bad. Today's Wednesday. You thought it was Tuesday, stupid. You. So I'm doing this pro se. What can I do? So I brought it to the, uh, you know, the Ninth Circuit Court on appeal, but that's not going anywhere. But like the Jew, lesbian, black person in the wheelchair, do you think she would have had this type of problem? No, of course not, because it's a two-tiered justice system. How many times you've been screwed over by that? No, it, and, and it really does uh, uh, tick people off. It creates confusion and then anger and feelings of betrayal. And some people lash out in violence. I think that's what the January 6th attack on the Capitol was all about. I, I truly do. Some of them were pretty redneck type of uh, uh, dips, but, uh, you know, they just kind of join in for the, for, for the, uh, for the uh, gang mentality of it. <coughs> but a lot of them were wondering, this is really a screw job. And, uh, and, and we're confused, and we feel betrayed, and we're going for it. And I think that's what the two-tiered uh, justice system uh, does. Now, a lot of you will say, well, wait a minute. There goes Horner again on his anti-Jew thing and his anti-woman thing. And uh, this is not about anti-Jew or anti-woman. It's just about those behaving badly. And it's threatening my way of life. And it has nothing to do with race or sex. This is threatening mine and your way of American life. It's all about self-survival from the threats of Jewish Marxism. And when the brown shirts or the early Nazis saw where the stench of liberalism was coming from, well, the Jews took the brunt of it. 
and the flames went higher and higher. And folks, all I'm trying to do is prevent that. I was trying to get the African-Americans to take a look at the word Juneteenth. It makes them look illiterate. They wanted to argue with me? Fine. Then you make that your seal. You, this is a sign of illiteracy. You own it. I don't want a Holocaust to happen again. But I fear that if it keeps going on with the anger that power of the press gives these people, that it will. You see, in, in, in the 19th century, where Jews uh, were finally allowed to be let back into Germany and flourish, they worked hard to instill their liberal politics in business and government and the press. It's the same as liberal Californians do. They create such a uh, mishmash of, of uh, liberal control, socialism, that they want to leave. And then they come to places like Utah, Idaho, Nevada, and elsewhere. And what do they do? They instill the same politics that, chased, that, that they tried to escape from, which they created in California. And that's what the Jews did in Germany. And there was that angry pushback by conservative Germans. And then the Nuremberg laws were passed in 1935, which said, Jews, you are not citizens anymore. What if... The, what if conservatives or opposition to liberals took away the 14th Amendment, equal protection? Every, every law empowering women would be dust, toast. And that, that, all that takes is a 70% of the states uh, saying, we don't want it anymore. Don't look at tomorrow. Look at 100 years from now if it keeps going in that same direction. And then in 1938, a 17-year-old Polish Jew who was all pissed off at the Nazis and the Germans and everything else, well, he took it upon himself to kill the German ambassador to France. Are you kidding me? Did you ever hear of this incident before? I hadn't until I read about it recently in the Smithsonian, and they were trying to peg, you know, play Jews as being downtrodden and everything else. But I looked at it between the lines, and I'm saying, this is what happens when you get the betrayal and the confusion and the idiot policies. Anyhow, this, uh, this assassination was not much different than that <coughs> of... Uh, Archduke Ferdinand in Sarajevo in, Sarajevo in 1914, which uh, sparked World War I. The only difference is that that was by a Bosnian nationalist. And so he was the conservative who killed the liberal. Instead of with the 17-year-old Jew who was the liberal who killed the conservative. See, so it wasn't racism. It was anger and feelings of confusion and betrayal. It was behavior. And so when the Jew press labels uh, angry people who are confused and feeling betrayed and racist and sexist, 
Those are our, those, that's an Orwellian ploy to shut you down and shut you up. So don't fall for it anymore. Don't be a chump. As the, as the Jew press keeps telling you that you're racist and sexist, and that's just not true. And of course, the sappy women who vote liberal, they're all there to suck it up and say, oh yeah, see Donald Trump, he's so harsh, he's so mean. You white guys, you're so privileged. You need to know how it is to be in the real world. And that's where it goes south. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up another beautiful Steve's Cottage. I got a cold brewski waiting for me in the fridge. I, I sure wish you were here to join, join in with me. Well, you have a great summer. Have fun. Be safe. And as you climb those mountains in life, just remember, take the trail that's not so popular. It'll be a little tougher, but you'll conquer it, and you'll feel better about yourself. The memories will be better, and uh, the view is oh so spectacular. So until the next time you come back to join me, you take real good care of yourself. Thanks for joining us. Visit Steve's Cottage again with Steve Horner.